What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Des B, also known as Desiree. Isn't that gross? Do you guys ever get kind of cringe when you hear your full name? You're like, ugh, Desiree, not Des. Ew, who is she? I feel like, I feel like Des is way different than Desiree. Like Desiree is like my interview. I'm showing up. I'm showing out. I'm professional. My Des is like, I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to have fun. Now, speaking of having fun, um, not having it. All right, today I'm actually recording a day early. So you guys know I usually record on Wednesdays. Today's Tuesday. And the reason I'm recording early is because tomorrow we have Archie's surgery. So by the time you guys are listening to this, this part of the podcast is kind of, I don't want to say irrelevant. However, um, I'm going to be in a completely different mind space by the time you guys listen to this Sunday, right? So tomorrow is Archie's surgery. Um, for those of you who don't know, he is getting a lobectomy. So no, it's not when they're going to go up and fuck up your brain. That's a lobotomy. All right. This is a lobectomy. So basically the right lung has three lobes, an upper, a middle, and a lower. And because of his mass, his CPAM, that is in the lower quadrant, he will have his whole lower lobe removed. Now you might be like, what the fuck? Is he going to be able to breathe? The answer is absolutely yes. It's amazing how the body just compensates naturally. So he will be fine in the rest of life. Um, it's just hoping for like no issues, right? Which, you know, praying, praying, ironic, right? Because of my podcast a few few weeks ago, but praying that by Sunday, when you guys listen to this, um, that it'll be fine. We'll be rocking and we'll be rolling and he'll be recovering. So I do have a lot on my heart today. Um, feeling a little bit anxious with that. My stomach hurts. I'm like currently shitting my brains out. You guys know like that, like what is the science between being nervous and stressed and anxious and shitting your brains out? Like I gotta know the correlation between diarrhea and stress. Like, because for real it happens, it's real. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't go, ew, that's gross. What's gross is the fact that girls poop. If we could just eliminate that from being a female, that would be beautiful because there is nothing more true than like looking at like the most beautiful female ever. Like, let's just put, let me just paint a picture for you. Picture Kim Kardashian. She's pretty beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I don't care how much work you've had done. All that aside, she's beautiful. Can you imagine her sitting down at Chili's? Now, granted, this is far, far fetched. She's not, she is not dining at Chili's. Imagine her sitting at Chili's and she has some boneless hot wings and all of a sudden she's sitting down and oh, she feels that lower stomach pain. She goes, oh fuck. I shouldn't debate that. So she runs to the Chili's bathroom and she's gone for about 30 minutes. How can someone so beautiful have to shit, right? Like like she has kneeled over the toilet. We all know the pain. We all know the pain I'm talking about right now. Every celebrity's also gone through that pain. They might have other people doing all their stuff for them. Chefs, cleaners, maids, whatever, but no one can take a shit for you. So if you're ever feeling down about yourself, just know you shit the same way Kim Kardashian does. And I hope that can be this week's positive reminder. (laughs) 
Um, anyways, so I'm just struggling a little bit today with that, but I also woke up today with snow on the ground. So I'm kind of, uh, in this Christmassy spirit and it's November 15th, like granted we are a few weeks out from Christmas. Like there's no denying Christmas is here, right? Like we're in the holiday spirit, Thanksgiving's coming up, whatever, but that's exactly it. We still got to get over Christmas or I'm sorry, we still got to get to Thanksgiving to get to Christmas. So I don't know how this vibe is just so fresh, but I woke up, there was snow on the ground. It was actively snowing and it just kind of made me feel cozy. You know, you walk out and like, it's kind of cloudy outside, which is like perfect setup for seasonal depression. Um, however, the lights are off, you know, you haven't turned on a light in the house yet and not a creature was scurrying, not even a mouse. And it was just, I just like looked around and like, oh, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Do you want to hear it again? No, I'm just kidding. I won't sing to you that way. So it, it has been a revivaling feeling, but I will tell you, I have been on this kick lately with metal music. So I got to just, I got, I can't gatekeep. I, I did this ride the other day. It was Kendall tools, recent metal ride. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I usually don't do metal rides. I, I don't really like feel like I need to scream to get through my workout. You know, but I was like, fuck it. I need a little bit of oomph today. I took this metal ride and dude, I have not been off my emo shit this week. I have been listening to nothing but fucking corn, Limp Biscuit, My Chemical Romance, like We Are the Kings, like Bring Me the Horizon, My Chemical Romance, like it's, it's not ending. It's not ending. So I've been really in this mood of like hardcore metal and I've actually really been enjoying this. I don't, I don't have like a playlist. I literally just look up like 2008 emo. So it started with metal and I'm still, I'm still rocking with the corn, but lately in my workouts, I've just put on like 2008 and metal or 2008 emo. That's what I look up and like Flyleaf was on. I'm so sick. Don't lie guys. When that song comes on, you think you can sing. What about, don't even get me started on misery business. Do you, whoa, I never meant to brag, but I got where I'm now. Woo. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. But when you get this mic in my hand, bitch, someone got it. Someone's got to take it away because I really think I can do something. I really think I can do something. So I've been really enjoying this like throwback vibe. And honestly, like try it this week, throw on an emo playlist or like rock playlist, metal, look something up. I'm, t I'm fucking telling you gains through the roof, like postpartum depression, gone postpartum anxiety, gone stress, gone, anything toxic gone for that time being like, it feels so refreshing. And my lifts have been honestly pretty fucking great with like this music playing. And it's amazing. And I said it the other day on my story, on my Instagram story, I'm like, when you feel like you can't do it, use the music. Like for real, wait for the beat drop, wait for the drop, wait for the screaming, wait for the what. And like, you just go. And my biggest like thing that I do sometimes is like, I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm going to go all the way through the chorus. So like, I'll be like, you know, doing my sumo deadlifts or something, right? And I'm like, okay, I got to do X amount of reps. However, I use like that chorus. I'm like, I'm going to get through the chorus. I'm going to get through the chorus. And it just creates this like extra vibe. Um, that's undeniable. Like, I mean, good music is like no joke, right? But I've been listening to the Midnight's album 
which like, don't get me wrong. I've been bopping and weaving to Miss Taylor Swift, but I have not been, um, I've not been in the point of like actually going hard, like not been going hard. So you will have to let me know, um, what you guys think when you try this metal music this week, because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm putting you, putting you to the test, putting you to the test right now. Okay. So, um, speaking of putting to the test, I've been putting my short nails to the test. I've been putting my short nails to the test. And let me tell you, I am loving it. I told you guys before, I really am self-conscious about my hands. And so usually having short nails, I feel like I don't like my fingers don't get like elongated cause the nail. Right. So like, I feel really insecure sometimes, but I've been really loving it. And let me tell you, I'm looking at my nails right now and it's been a little bit over, a week and a half since I've gotten them done. Na, 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 na. Maybe. Yeah. A little bit over a week, week and a half. And I have growth. Like I can see my builder gel growing out a little bit, but like, it looks fucking awesome. Like my grow out looks so good. I go back, um, December. Do I go back in two weeks? I think. And, uh, I'm going to get them done for the buff bunny collection holiday party. So I'm going to just probably do like a French tip. I'm not really going to go anything crazy. I want some that can sustain holiday season. Like I don't want Santa Claus on it. I don't want fucking snowflakes. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a shit. I just want like a clean, nice French tip. So I think I'm going to do that. Maybe like chrome it out. I don't know. And I'm excited to see my growth because it just looks so good. And my nails feel so strong. Um, I've just been, I've really loved it. So if you guys are indecisive between being short nail gang or not, give it a try give her a good old little fucking whirl. Give her a little whiskey biscuit and try it out. It's been game changer. I've also, my typing has been a one I've sent out. I've sent out more emails in the past two weeks than I have in the past two years. Like I'm dead fucking serious because I've been able to type and you guys know what I'm talking about. It is so fucking annoying when you cannot type. It is so annoying. Um, it's so fucking annoying. So anyways, last week on brunch with Desby, um, we had a little sound bite where, um, someone brought it to my attention and they were like, you know what? You have to make this into an audio. So it says something along the lines of like, not everyone that sees you is going to like you go get your revenge body, go get ripped, like put on a fucking show of confidence. So I made that an audio on brunch with Desby. I made a video. So if you guys want to go make a video to that, feel free. I would love to share it on our story. Put your little videos over it. Put your photos over it. Flex, go off. My client Kara, she made her own video with it. And let me tell you, she has just been crushing it. She is a like kind of, you know, a new mom, right? She's postpartum, um, not like removed, you know, her, her child's older. However, she's been able to do like push-ups for the first time on like strict, strict push-ups since having her C-section. And that is like so impressive to me. So any of you mamas out there who are struggling to get back there postpartum, number one, this episode is in fact for you, but also I want you to know you can do it. I want you to fucking know you can do it. And that is why we're going to be talking about it in today's episode. And I know the disclaimer of the title, I I plan on, I don't know what it's technically called, but I plan on using something along the lines of like bouncing back after baby. The reason I want to use that title is because it is clickbait. 
I'm going to be very transparent about that. So if you think that this is just about like how to bounce back, I want you to get out of that mindset that it is a bounce back. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. So we'll dive into that, but I still want you to stick around because this message will be for you. Or if you're someone who's just gone through like massive body changes, it doesn't even have to be postpartum. It doesn't have to be in pregnancy. It can be, maybe you gained weight and you haven't been able to get it off through COVID. Maybe you're just feeling a little down about yourself. Maybe you lost weight, you lost muscle, and you're just feeling down about your body right now. This is truly just a message for everybody. (laughs) Everybody. Yeah. Rock your body. Yeah. Everybody. Rock your body right Ooh, back streets back. All right. Okay, sorry. You know, like those certain songs, you cannot stop in the middle. You can't stop. Like if I just stopped after everybody, like boring, like you guys, we got to finish, you got to finish out like the iconic sentence. So I apologize for my little, you know, random songs, but like you can't just stop. You can't, you can. And if you can, you're a psychopath and you have a problem. So anyway, stick around for the rest of the episode. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about my reviews for the week. Okay. First off, if you're watching Yellowstone, how's it going? I've seen the hype last week for Yellowstone and I'm pretty sure there's new episodes every Sunday. So you guys probably have hard-ons right now. You're probably super soaking wet for the new episode this week and the new season. And I don't blame you go off. I personally have never watched, but Wyatt and I have made a commitment. We want to watch that. So maybe we'll start during Archie's surgery while he's under, we'll be watching Yellowstone. That just sounds so inhumane. Like, well, while my son's under, I'm just going to sit back and watch Yellowstone. But it's like, what else am I supposed to do? Cry? We'll, we'll be doing that too. We'll be doing that too. Don't you worry. So speaking of don't you worry, we'll get there in a second, but Yellowstone, I really want to watch it. Let me know if it's worth it. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email would love to know. Don't worry, babe. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie because, oh my God. First off, Harry Styles could drag me across cement. Don't give a fuck. First off, let me just straighten that. Let me straighten that up right there. Let me stop you in your fucking tracks. Harry Styles, if you want to run me over with a car, I will fucking let you if that means you will be the one administering CPR. You know what I mean? Because wow. He is so sexy to me. He is so sexy. Oh my gosh. However, if you have watched the movie, there might be some spoilers in here too. So if you don't want to hear it, don't fucking, don't listen. I will leave you with this before you fast forward. Must watch. It's on HBO right now for free. You don't even have to rent it. If you have to rent it, please do it. So worth it. Okay, getting into it. Now, when we kind of like back, when we kind of backtracked into what Harry looked like in the real world, before he drugged his girlfriend. Oh my God, my jaw dropped, but he was looking pretty rough. Like, honestly, he was not thriving. Not cute, not a moment. Honestly, I, I wanted to fast forward cause I was like, this is not my Harry. This is, this is not Harry. This is not the Harry styles I know, but he played that character so well. And I think both of them did. So did Florence, is her name Florence Hughes? She's stunning. Oh my God, new girl crush. Florence, like literally gorgeous. Love her name too. Florence That's such a power, like such a power move, Florence. And, um, so these two are 
in this like 50s thing, right? And the whole time I'm like, where is this? Something's going on. Like I couldn't pinpoint what was going on, but I was picturing them in like Palm Springs, California, which coincidentally that's where they ended up being. And I was like, okay, so they're out in the middle of Palm Springs. There has to just be like massive security. And when all the cars were going into the hill, I was like, okay, they're working on like a CIA style project. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they're doing that. And then I was like, okay, so all the husbands are obviously drugging the wives somehow. They're all in this routine every day. And they're not like being watched, but like they're being watched and they have freedom, but like they don't have freedom. It was very much like a handmaid's type vibe where just like the women had to be these like women, right? Like they had to be the stereotypical wife, but this was based in like a 1940s, fifties reenactment, right? So like, that's what they did back then. Men would go to work. Women would clean the house, make the dinner, do the, you know, whatever. So the whole time I was like, okay, she's onto something that there's some shit going on. But also like, I feel like Florence, the, the wife, she could have like did a little bit better with like her decisions because she was being a little bit dramatic, a little bit dramatic. And when she, okay, here's the part that I got confused about when she had to go get like shocked again. Y'all remember that? when she had to get like her brain fried again, basically where, like, where, where was she and how did they do that? Because technically he would have been had having to do that in the real world. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like I was really confused with that. And again, like if someone could clarify that for me, or maybe that's just like an open-ended, like, how did they do that? I don't know. doesn't matter type of vibe, but I was like, okay, how did they, how did they do that to her and like take her away in this like fake world? Right. And then, um, the few times that she was starting to like hallucinate, it was like, okay, did, was her sleep interrupted? Like, so was she waking up in real life and then he had to like drug her again? Like I would, there was just a lot of questions and I think that's the point, right? You question it. And I definitely want to go back and watch it again because I think the second time around you would pick up on more things, but I, I loved it so much at the end with like the twist of him doing this to her and like she was a doctor like she had this kind of like god complex over him right in his eyes he was kind of like quote a loser like he didn't have a job at the time whatever and so for him to like rob her of that and for there was a scene where she said something like you took my life and it was just like so powerful but if you have not watched it and you just listen to my spoilers i'm i'm telling you also though you won't you won't regret watching the movie like it's still amazing i kind of want to watch it again it was really good. So hats off to that. I was a little bit skeptical because there was so much TikTok drama with it during the release. And so I was like, where's the drama? So I did watch some YouTube videos to like catch up on the tea, but overall still like they came together to make a great movie. And I, I loved it. I love that like psychological, I love that psychological thriller, like where you have almost like a shutter Island inception like those are my favorite kind of movies. A Beautiful Life. If you guys haven't watched that one, oh, that one fucks me up. A Beautiful Life. You or a, a Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind. Watch that one. I don't know where it where it would be on right now. It's like an old older movie. Amazing. Amazing. Last one I want to touch on is Love is Blind. I finally gave in. I finally gave in. I was like, dude, I'm not watching this bullshit TV. I swear this stuff makes me more dumb, okay? But then I was like, man, but I love a good reality show to like go to bed with. 
So there's a few hot takes I have. Probably not hot takes. Number one, I, okay, like I hate Bartis, but I also kind of love him. I cannot tell. And again, I'm only on like see, like episode four. This is even before the wedding. So don't ruin it for me. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But even like he, he did some fucked up shit and like was way, like he's way too honest. I'm not saying you got to lie, but like there's a point where like there's just certain things you don't say. You know what I mean? And like he would say it. <laughs> but he was also like very committed to making things work with Nancy and like that's the take I got. So like as much as I hate him, he also sometimes like I loved what I loved his his approach. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you team did you like Bartis? And I'm not saying, oh, like I loved his character. Do you think he had good intentions? Like, I'm unsure. Next couple I want to talk about was SK and Raven. I was really team them at first. Now I kind of think SK needs to like relax or like move on. And again, I'm not done yet because he's like trying to get her to do all this Nigerian culture stuff, like, which is fine. I love to like definitely integrate that into your marriage. Like that's, if that's a huge part of your life, like it is a huge part of your life, but Raven's all new to this. Right. And for her to be very independent and go, Hey, I don't want to do this. Or, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this for you, but I'm not doing that. So like, Hey, I'll wear the, is it called a galay, a gili, a galay? um, over her head for the wedding, the Nigerian culture. I'll do that for you. But then I'm wearing a dress that I love, right? Like it's a, it's like a give or take. And I feel like, um, a lot of the conversations she had with like SK's mom and was it his sister? Very awkward. Now, granted they edited all that stuff to make it even more awkward together, right? It's TV. But when they were like, yeah, you have to be, you have to be humble and like you can never be better than your husband or like even if you are you have to like not make him feel that way all this stuff i was like oh, ma, what she said what she said sit down and be like a stay at home wife like what it was a really weird conversation so anyways i'm kind of like okay sk either needs to stand up to his mom and kind of like make this definitive change in his life while still honoring his culture that he wants to, but also like, if you want this marriage to continue, where are you going to meet in the middle? Right. That or move on. If this isn't for you, then like, don't waste your time. So I'll be interested what comes out with them. Um, what did I want to talk? Oh, Colleen and Matt. At first I really loved them. I was like, oh my gosh, I love, I like Matt. I think him and Colleen were like a couple you wouldn't really expect but then like they worked like they're super cute. Matt seems down to earth. He's had a lot that he's gone through. He's trying to open up. Colleen finally feels loved and like seen and not just like being a physical body, whatever, a lot of chemistry. And then all of a sudden Matt like turned weird and he got like way too crazy. Little bit of like manipulation, gaslighting. Mm, not sure. Don't like it. As of right now, I can tell you don't fucking like it. So we'll see what happens to them. I heard that the final, um, like the, uh, re the reunion. I heard that was like really weird too. And I saw a TikTok where someone like broke down, like a, a therapist broke down her body language. So I'm going to be really interested to watch that, but I've been waiting till I'm like done. Zeneb, is that her name? Zeneb? Zeneb? Is that how you say it? Zeneb? Zay. And Chris, is that his name? Right? Chris? Yeah. Chris would annoy the piss out of me. I like, I like his playfulness. Like, I think that's sometimes what we all need in our life, right? Like we need that person who just doesn't take life so seriously. 
But I will say we also need someone that does take life seriously. And it feels like he never does. Um, I like that he owned up to certain things he did. He really did apologize. Um, I like his playfulness. He seems like he means well, but just comes off very immature, which like what men, like what man doesn't, but still like kind of like, come on. If I was Zay, I would be highly annoyed. And she seems very like regiment type A to where like that would piss me off. But also maybe he's what she needs to like lighten up, right? Like, I don't know. I'm in between them, but still, I think overall, like it's just high tension right now. They're before the wedding. Oh, the last one, Brent, Brendan, right? And Alexa. Whoa, are they complete opposites? <laughs> like when I saw Alexa's stepmom, did anyone else like almost have a heart attack? Because I was like, that's her stepmom. Her stepmom looks fucking phenomenal, like a fox. And uh, yeah, they definitely obviously come from money. Lots of money. I think they said they were, correct me if I'm wrong, Israeli. Um, so they all have like these beautiful complexions, amazing hair, but they're all done up. I mean, they're like, they're like a mini Kardashians in this show. It's crazy. And they're definitely painted to be that way. Like they're very high fashion. Her friend group was like so judgmental against her, like against Brendan, which was so sad because you can tell he's just like a country boy. And, um, I don't know. I like, it, it's just, it's, it's hard when your friend group doesn't like, like the guy you're with, which that was our first time meeting him. So maybe they'll come around. I'll see in the next few episodes, but it was very interesting to me. Um, and I, I genuinely loved the, the episode so far. Like I, I hate that I loved it, but yeah, definitely loved it. All right. I'll be honest. So, um, this week, like I said, talking a little bit about the bounce back postpartum pregnancy, working out pregnant and more, as you guys know, we have black Friday coming up this Friday and our four weeks for gains program is going live 48 hours, $48, four weeks, five workouts a week, optional fifth. We have a Facebook group. We'll have four mini challenges with prizes. Um, you'll also get a special discount for six weeks to slay. And we're also going to give you guys the first look and update into the new app. So if this is something you're interested in again, 48 hours, $48. It starts Friday, goes Saturday. We start Sunday. If you don't like start Sunday, you're fine. Okay. It's just like a fun way for us to kind of all come together with this camaraderie after Thanksgiving, like, here we go. Let's go. You know, it's just fun. If you can't start Sunday, I don't want you to be like, Oh my fucking God. Oh. Like, don't stress. You're fine. It's just a fun way for us to all kind of like start together. Whoever can or wants to, um, the program is yours to keep pregnancy modifications, um, postpartum modifications, gym modifications, at home modifications. And I really, really did my best to make even additional notes in the workouts to really guide you guys through them. So I hope that you guys find it even more helpful than before. I'm always looking to get better and I want to be the best for you guys. So that comes out Friday. I have done nothing but my own programs postpartum. Everyone's journey is different, but I, this is, this is what I, this is why I look like what I look like. I'm doing the same shit other people are. And if you want to get on the same level, you want to start making some gains. You want to start transforming your body. I'm a testimony of my own programs. All right. Now that doesn't mean you're going to have the same outcome as me. Everyone is different. Okay. However, if you're looking for a place to start, we have your back. It's personal. 
we, you can talk to us. It's not like I'm telling you to go buy a program and I'm not involved. Like, that's what I really pride myself off of as well as like our coaches at DBFT. We are in the group with you. We are in the trenches with you. We're doing the workouts with you. Like, tell me who else really does that. I mean, like, honestly, I don't, I don't keep up with a lot of people respectfully. I don't have time to scroll, but I really take pride in that because I think a lot of people will sell you on a program, what to do. And then guess who's not doing it? Them. They're doing their own shit. They're doing their own workouts and they're not even testing what they're giving you. So I just patted my chest, like respect. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. But before we do a quick message from my partners, better help. And if you guys are struggling going into this holiday season, please take a second and just try therapy. Like I'm so serious. This is kind of an ad before the ad respectfully, but I've had a really, really hard time the past couple months just leading up to Archie's surgery and being where I'm at now. And if it were not for better help, I would not have help around me. Like I don't have time to go to a counselor in person or find a therapist or anything, anything of that sort. And the girl that I have right now is just amazing. And I've really loved my experience. Now do with it what you want. But if you're someone looking to just let's try it, get your first month and then make a decision. You're not, you're never committed to anything. And that's what I love about it. Try it out. See how it goes. Check out the ad. Okay. Use the code, shop the link, get the 10% off your first month. And if it's not for you, it's fine. Skip over it. But I'm really grateful for this partnership and I will always be in debt to better help for how it's helped me. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners, BetterHelp. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program. And within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there. And they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB, at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link, betterhelp.com slash DesB, and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now, and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. Mm. I'm drinking my crystal quenchers and raspberry. Ra- yep, raspberry. Caffeine-free, sugar-free, spicy. Damn, there is nothing like a caffeinated water. You want to wake up, get a cold caffeinated, or sorry, not caffeinated, carbonated. Get a cold carbonated water. Oh my God. 
Oh my God. It feels like Alaska blew up in your mouth. That's exactly what quenchers feels like. I love it. I get it from Meyer. Okay. So a lot of people have been asking, (laughs) I fucking hate saying that. I'm sorry. A lot of people have been asking. (laughs) I'm sorry, but for real. Okay. A lot of people are curious about how I worked out during pregnancy how I monitored my nutrition, how I continued postpartum, how I bounced back. Now, I hate the word bounced back because it gives women this this idea that you aren't allowed to recover. Like, oh, you're figuring out how to be a mom for the first time, breastfeeding, barely sleeping, barely being able to take care of yourself, barely wanting to shower, but hey, I expect you to lose all of your baby weight within two weeks and feel good and put your makeup on and put on a cute outfit and still take care of your kids. Take, take care of your kids. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Like, huh? I don't know who, who the hell has time for that in the first few weeks of postpartum, but I know I didn't. All right. I was, I was chilling in my Petula robe, Code Desby half the time drinking my greens and my collagen from Milani Code Desby. No, I'm just playing. This is not a big ad, but it's hard, right? We have all of these, uh, new expectations thrown at us, you know? And I think the one that pisses me off the most is, uh, if you're a breastfeeding mother of any sort, um, or, or in general, honestly, even if you're, if you're giving your bot- uh, baby a bottle of formula, whatever it might be, say the baby is crying, say the baby is crying and you are a few days postpartum. You are still bleeding out of your vagina. Maybe you have a C-section scar, whatever it might be. Shit. You are not good. Let me tell you, you are not good. And the baby is crying, say on the floor. Maybe it's just laying on the floor in a bassinet or something. It's crying. Everyone in the room will look at you and go, I think he's hungry. I think they're hungry. I think she's hungry. And they expect you to get the fuck up with your torn vagina or you're cutting to fucking pelvis and, and get up and get that baby a bottle or put them on your titty. I'm sorry. What? That is the, that, that pisses me off the absolute most. Any cry just, I think they're hungry. I think they're hungry. It's like, okay, why don't you fucking do something about it too? Like I can't, I cannot the expectation on mothers to just recover, recuperate and just keep chuck, keep chucking crazy. For those of you out there who have gone through a C-section, I, f- I feel for you so hard. I feel so bad for you. And here's why. Because you did just as much work having to go through a C-section. You might've even labored. You might've even tried to push. You might've even gone through hell to try to go vaginally and had to go C-section. So not only is it traumatic and could be traumatic for you, you've done gone through something just as painful as anyone who had to push a baby out of their vagina. And then you're expected to also do the same thing. Just go home and fucking recover. No physical therapy, no additional leave from work, no help, no instructions, no, um, you know, someone there to help you. Maybe your spouse or your counterpart has to go back to work. And then you're at home with a brand new child, barely able to fucking move. It's like, it's terrible. It's not fair. And it, pisses me the fuck off. I could go off on this. Anyways, the point is (laughs) there's this expectation for mothers to just get back up, get back moving, lose the weight, feel great and put on a good outfit. And that is just not the damn case. The case is that there's going to be weeks 
where you're crying. There's going to be days on end where you can't stop crying. You're going to be sweating your ass off at night. You're going to be bleeding for up to weeks. You're going to feel terrible. You're still going to feel big. You're going to feel like you have a baby inside of you when you don't. It's not comfortable. It's not fun. And then people still expect you to get back to working out right away. Now that might be in your future. Like maybe that's what makes you feel good. I know it makes me feel good. So if you, if you pop that baby out and that first thought in your head is, man, I can't wait to work out. Honestly, go off. If that's you go off because I know how relieving it feels to like finally have that baby out and go, wow, I can't wait to work out again without that huge belly. Right. I get it. I get it. There's nothing wrong with like looking forward to that, but it also shouldn't be like, I'm looking forward to that because I'm so ready to get this baby weight off. Right? Like when realistically that is our first thought, wow, I can't wait to lose this weight. You know what I mean? And I feel like what really put me at an advantage, this postpartum experience is honestly like between Maddox versus now. Okay. I went two months further with Maddox. I went through my own trauma. I went through my own trauma, dude. It, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I would not wish, I would not wish prematurity, NICU, all the medical bills, the scares. I mean, I would, I would have to be put on hold to check on Maddox. And I, my first thought went to that. He died in the NICU. I would cry being on hold, seeing like to check in on him when I wasn't there. I'd call it like three in the morning when I was up pumping And if they're like, yep, hold on. I got to put you on hold. I would cry thinking like they're going to tell me he died. That's dark. It's not fun. But I will say I went and I delivered my baby, my first child two months earlier. That allowed my body to recover in a different way than I'm recovering now. All right. My, my, my pelvis didn't get as wide. My abs didn't separate as much. I didn't have that weight on my pelvic floor. Like when the baby gets bigger and your uterus gets bigger. So there's a lot of things I, I didn't really go through with my first. Okay. I'll be honest about that. Now at no point will I, should you, or will I even ever look at myself and I will never say, Oh, you really got, you really lucked out. Fuck. No, I didn't. And if that's something that you ever think about me, I want you to respectfully fuck yourself because there is no reason you should ever look at a mom who had to give birth prematurely and go, oh, she got lucky. Her body didn't have to gain as much weight. You fuck right off. You fuck right off. I still went through just as much work as anyone else, if not more trauma than going full term. Now back to the, now back to the story. (laughs) When you don't, when you give birth two months early, there's things that didn't happen. And now I'm here with my second baby within under two years too. So going back to back pregnancies, my body didn't even, didn't even get that full healing, right? They, they tell you to wait at least 18 months between having a kid, another kid. They say 18 months is optimal. A Maddox was 11 months old when I got pregnant. All right. So not far, far off. Okay. It could have been worse, but still you're having babies back to back. So going into the second experience, my body already stretched out, not even fully recovered and then stretching out again and going full term. I was big. I was big. Oh my God. I'd never seen my body like that. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I felt so confident. I felt so confident even up to the end 
the last week, like other than being comfortable, the last week was the, was the final week where I was like, damn, I'm looking fucking big. But even then, like I was just so proud. I was so proud and so grateful. And I think that's one thing that you can kind of like reframe in your mind. If you're at the end of pregnancy is like, dude, this is so fucking cool. This is one glimpse, one blink out of your whole life that you're going to be this big. Look at what your body does. It's fucking cool. So anyways, once I went through Archie and going all the way, healing really began. You know, I had to heal in a different way than I did the first time. Now, I think the preparation that I had in this, in this prenatal period, the workouts I was doing, again, all DBFT. I did no other programs other than all my challenges. All my challenges. I did bride guide at 34. I did bride guide from 28 to 34 weeks pregnant. So I did my programs all the way up to the end. I modified where I needed, but I did it all. And I think that having that prenatal support, having those workouts and not feeling scared to still deadlift or barbell squat and just keeping them in and hey, modifying or taking down weight when I need to, no big deal. Bracing my core in every movement, still implementing unilateral exercises, maybe with overhead movements to keep that core engaged, stability exercises, walking lunges, split lunges, stuff like that where that core is going to naturally recruit. My my recovery, dude, okay, so get this. Right now I'm six months postpartum, all right? At this point with Maddox, I was technically eight months postpartum. Does that make sense? Like, because I, because I was two months early. Okay. So then I kind of take that two months of what my body looked like. So when I look at myself six months postpartum with Maddox and I look at myself postpartum with Archie, I went two months further and I look even better. I swear to God, I've, I've anti-aged for real. I look younger. I look happier. I look stronger. It's fucking cool. It's cool what your body will do when you take care of it during the hard shit. And it doesn't mean you have to be balls out. It doesn't mean you have to do these crazy circuit training and fucking 900 years of cardio every week. Just showing up is going to make that difference for you. So people are like, well, then what did you do during, during pregnancy? Um, I did what everyone else was doing. Like I literally did my programs. I did all of my challenges I did, let's see, when I was pregnant, I announced when I was pregnant, it was right before I was doing um, four weeks for gains, right in the beginning of pregnancy. I went into six weeks to slay. I did six weeks to shreds. I did bride guide and I did timeless 2.0. And did I do one more? I don't know. I made a, I made a story about it before because all I did was my programs. That's all, that's all I did. Anything that I had to modify in my programs was either a, I used the alternative movement that we have set up in the app. When you do the workout, it literally says alternate movements and it gives you notes. I did that if I needed to a lot of barbell work. I kept in, I squatted all the way up to the week of delivery using a barbell. And if I didn't, I used the alternative. I usually did a goblet squat. The only other way I modified was just stripping down the weight. So if it says 10 by 10 front squats, okay, I'm, I'm doing 10 by 10, but I might only be doing 65 pounds. 
like it, that's all it is. It's scaling it back for your body based off of ACOG, which is the, um, kind of like the, the epitome gold standard of pregnancy and, uh, like what you should and should not be doing. According to ACOG, the idea of having this heart rate zone, um, you know, oh, you have to stay under like 70% heart rate when you're pregnant. That is no longer a thing because everyone's heart rates are so different based off your cardiac level. So what they do now is go off a more of rate of perceived exertion. So that's on a scale of zero to 10. Where are you at? They prescribe that you not go over an eight for an extended period of time. If for a moment you're doing a jumping jack and you hit that level eight, you're like, "Woo, eight out of 10, I'm right there. That's fine. Stop and recover, right? If you hit it for a second, you're not gonna die. You're gonna be fine. But it's like, if you were to say, say you were running for the total time and you're at an eight for like 30 minutes, right? That's where it could be an issue, getting blood flow to baby. But you do wanna make sure that you're still pushing yourself. There's nothing wrong with pushing yourself. Your, as your belly grows, like you grow with it and it just feels like a part of you. Like you're like, okay, I'll still do my pushups. I'll still, you know what I mean? You might have to change. You go to an incline, you go to a bear crawl stance, you go to whatever it might be. All you do is modify. Like your belly does not inhibit you. But what does inhibit you is when you feel like your core is slipping and when you cannot get that pelvic floor engaged on that kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the point when you're doing it. So like if you're coming down in a squat and you're coming up, that's when I want you, when you're coming up, that's when I want you to pull that pelvic floor up and tighten that core to explode up. So it's going to be on like the, like eccentric movement versus the contraction. Now, if that doesn't make sense, you don't worry about it. But the point is make sure that you are engaging that pelvic floor through your movements. And it, when you need to modify, you're doing that. Kind of like when I mentioned, I don't do planks. Right when I found out I was pregnant, planks, pff, bye. Do not worry about it. Because all it's going to do is increase that intra-abdominal pressure. It's going to cause more strain on that pelvic floor, it, especially if you are not recruiting your core correctly. And that's going to get very hard as you get bigger and bigger. So I just take them out from the beginning. So pregnancy... And working out is one part of the thing. And if you're not pregnant, but you're just like going through this phase of wanting to change your life, it's showing up and it's working out. It's, it's burning those extra calories. It's maybe one day too. It's just Windexing your house. Like I have really come to this like new full circle moment of like movement is movement. I might not be lifting weights that day, but if I went through a whole day, I vacuumed the house, I Swiffered, I, I, dusted. I did my Windex. I, you know, I wiped off all the mirrors, did all this. I'm fucking sweating. Maybe that is my movement for the day. And maybe I cannot go to the gym and that is okay. So I think having this more like grace on yourself too, no matter what your journey is, we're all busy. I've said it before on a podcast. I'll say it again. You hear all these people out here. You hear all these influencers, other influencers respectfully who are telling you, you know, be fucking hard. If you're making excuses, you're a bitch. Don't be soft. You have to grind. If you don't grind, that's you making excuses. I don't know about you guys, but my excuse is uh, six months old and 26 months old. If you want to call that an excuse, I don't give a shit. I got other things that I got to do. All right. (laughs) So we do not have the same 24 hours in a day. Some of us are working really demanding jobs. 
Some of us are caretaking for a loved one right now. Some of us are caretaking for children. Some of us have jobs that keep us up on our feet. By the end of the night, we're physically exhausted and that's okay. So how are we going to change what we're doing in that 24-hour day to get movement in? Some days, like I said, it will not be in the gym and that is okay. That is okay. But when we can't get to a gym, what are we doing with intention and purpose? That's where I feel like my app, my programs, my community, my challenge, my challenge girls gave me that accountability and that extra, that extra oomph to want to go to the gym, to want to put myself first, to want to go get movement in. It might not have been my best workout. It might not be my best ever, but I still went and I went through the motions. That's a, that's a thing. Everyone says, oh, once you start going through the motions, you're not going to see progress. Hey, yeah, that might be true, but I'd rather, I'd rather see you go through the motions and fucking show up than not show up and just go home and be mad at yourself because you knew, oh, I would just go through the motions. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather go through the motions and still get it done than go home and be mad about it? You know, I, I went to the gym the other day. I'm like, dude, I thought about it. I'm like, uh, I could just kind of like whip a Yui and go home. No one would notice. And then I thought, no, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to just, I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to monster out. I'm going to, I'm going to zombie out. I might not have the best workout. And guess what? I started going. I started going through the motions. I just kind of zombied it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got fucking squats, you know? All right, here we go. Squat, 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 squat. And then guess what? All of a sudden, my, my mind turned around and my body started to follow and it was a fucking good workout. So I would rather you show up with the intention of just going through the motions in air quotes and leave going through the motions, turning into intention, intensity and purpose and showing the fuck up and showing out. Now, when it comes to nutrition, this is the other part where I feel like a lot of us struggle, right? I went through four years of tracking my macros four years of saying no, four years of fucking packing my own lunches to go out to like lunch with my family. <sighs> it kills me to look back on, but you know what? It made me who I am today. It got me where I am today. And that's the type of sacrifice I know I'll always have in me, right? Like going through that, I can look at myself and be like, Des, if, if you want it, you can get it, right? If I wanted to go run a marathon, I know I can do it. Like it's those defining moments of like hard sacrifices you've had to make where you know that if you really put your mind to something else, you could fucking do it. And all in all, that feels good. So I don't regret it, but it, but that's exactly it is a lot of sacrifice. And it wasn't pretty and it wasn't fun. And the points where some of, so some of you will look at me and be like, you look the best you've ever had. And I'm gonna be honest, I would fucking agree. I would straight up fucking agree. I'd say, hell yeah, I do. I might not be as strong. I might not have the same muscle tone that I used to because the gym was all I did. The gym was all I did. I had nothing else. I would go to the gym for like two to three hours. I had nothing else but the gym. It's relative, right? So I would agree with you. I think I look the best I ever have right now and it's only going to get better. But when I was gym and only, right? My nutrition was on point. And although I might've looked relatively, you would, you would maybe say 
I look my best then. Some of you might say I looked my best then, but it's funny because when I really put in perspective who I was, and again, you don't realize this till years have passed, right? I can tell you I, I was not my happiest. I was not who I am now, obviously, right? We evolve and we grow, but I wasn't as happy as I might've posted. The only the only happiness I, I feel like in that time I had was, was the pride in what I was doing. I was doing what many would never do. That made me feel proud, right? And then I had this physique that showed that work, right? And I was proud of that. Outside of that, um, that, was pretty much, that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. I had a business. Uh, I was growing my business. But you know, it's funny. Even during that time when I had the most people watching me, because it's captivating, right? People want to see your prep. They want to watch your prep. During that time when I had the most people watching me, I wasn't even close to making the business I have now. And it's almost sad to me because I'm like, damn, I had all these people in front of me that I could have educated. But instead of really educating like the way I am now, I, I was just kind of like, look at me. And that's all right. I was, I was young too. You know, I was young. I was, I was arrogant and I was confident, but you know what? I was working hard and that's what, that's what I was confident about. Right. So I was a different person. And if you've stuck with me through that, like, I hope you can know I have the ability to step back from my experience. And I, I will acknowledge that all day long. I was kind of cocky. I was like this borderline cocky, but also like, I, like I said, I was just really proud. And that's the only thing I had pride in was what I looked like. That was, that was the epitome of everything. So when I look back though, at that time and I'm like, man, you know, look at my, my nutrition was on point. I was eating protein ice cream every night. Like, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, you poor gal. You just missed out on so many friends. You missed out on so many things you, you could have done. And when you did go do stuff, you were stressed. And I just want to like hug her and like tell her that like she, wow, I'm like tearing up. (laughs) She is so much more than like big quads and nice shoulders and how much she could squat and deadlift in front of the camera for Instagram stories. Like she is so much cooler than that. And like, I really thought that that's when I peaked. You know what I mean? Because my peak, I equivalented my peak of myself to like only my physique. And like, if that's what you're doing, you're missing out on so much life. And here I am now enjoying what I'm doing, loving my community, loving coaching my clients, loving, encouraging them to find the same journey I did. And I'm looking fantastic because for once I just don't care. And it's funny how when you stop caring, you start doing, right? Like when you don't place the same amount of leverage in what you look like and you start to just do what you, when you start to do what you know you need to do to make changes, but it's because you just like it 
and it becomes a habit and a routine and a lifestyle, that's when those changes occur. And it's also when you surround yourself with people that encourage you. You know, the more that I've dove into my community of of mothers and people in the same boat, the more I've just been like so inspired by them. Like you guys inspire me. And I think that it's such a testimony of like, you are who you hang out with. We all wanted to punch our moms in the face when they told us this when we were younger, but damn, the minute I submersed myself into this motherhood role, the minute I've found more confidence helping you guys, like I think that I've, I've been hanging on to this idea of who I used to be and like, oh, like you guys really loved that person, right? Like, oh, she looked so good. My 23-year-old self, my 24-year-old self, she looked so good. I have to hold on to her and, and, and keep her in my content. You guys don't care about motherhood. You guys don't care about my prenatal, postnatal certification. You guys don't care because you want me when I was a bikini pro. You want me when I was lean. You guys want me when I was a 116 fucking pounds in 8% body fat. When in reality, the moment I've started to just embrace this, this period of life that I'm in and I've just been hammering into strong mommy mode, the more you guys have responded like you've stuck around because this is what you want to see. This is what you want to hear about. And I think that's so powerful to just leaning into that motion in that point of your life that you're in. And if you're struggling with nutrition, you know, and you don't want to be a diehard, what does it look like for you then? This is something I've really approached with a lot of my clients. I, th- I think I maybe have four clients who actually track every day. And it's because it fits in their life right now and they want to. The rest of my clients are moms who work from home or they go to work and they come home and they're trying to balance this lifestyle. They maybe track four days a week. The other days they're just trying to hit protein or a calorie goal, but that's what works for them. And I really love it because your coaching isn't going to be a one size fits all. And that's also with my programs. My programs aren't a one size fits all. I want you all to feel included. I want you all to be able to find confidence in these programs, in the, in the nutrition coaching, in the coach challenges, et cetera. So I encourage you find what, what, what would work best for you right now? Not what worked best for you before kids, not worked what's best for you, not what worked best for you before COVID, not what worked best for you when you were 20, not what worked best for you when you were in college, not what worked best for you before you had a job and a career. What the fuck works best for you now? Stop hanging on to the expectation that the old you is going to come back at this point in your life. Because I'm sorry to tell you, she probably won't. Life is different. Your career might be different. Your age is different. Your responsibilities are different. And that's okay. That doesn't make you soft. That doesn't make you a pussy. That doesn't make you lazy. That doesn't mean you're making excuses. It means that you have a different life that you need to tailor to in this moment. So instead of beating yourself up, instead of following people who are telling you that you're being a bitch and you're being a puss and that you need to just, you know, 
show up and fucking grind. Find people that are just going to tell you to show up. It doesn't mean you got to grind behind it. Okay. Show up and, and do what you can do in that day. That's the thing about my motto of keep showing up. Your show up is going to look different on a, on a Tuesday than what you need to show up for on a Wednesday. The idea of keep showing up is every day when you do show up in whatever that is for your show up of the day, you're going to equate to a life of constant show up. That could be for your husband. That could be for your girlfriend. That could be for your kids. That could be for yourself. You showing up is going to change every day. But in order to find a better you, that show up needs to occur. And again, I'm not telling you it's got to be 100%. I'm not telling you it's got to be every day. I'm not even telling you it's got to be at the gym. Go Windex your fucking windows a day. I don't give a fuck, okay? The point is that you're doing it for you. And those small things are going to give you confidence that you can do greater things. Hey, I I cleaned my house three days this week. Fuck yeah. Guess where else that's going to turn over to is all of a sudden it's, wow, I woke up early three times this week. Wow, I woke up early, hit the gym and cleaned my house three times this week. It's always going to snowball. So let it snowball in a positive way, right? I know that for me, you know, the full day eating might be the hardest part. The eating might be the hardest part. The meal prep might be the hardest part. Don't feel like you got to have that under wraps either. I uploaded a full day eating the other day on TikTok fucking charcuterie board, chicken nuggets, M&Ms, Yasso Poppables, Cheerios, fucking a sandwich, Starbucks and an iced coffee. Like, I mean, it, it's not perfect. And as much as I'm going to sit here, I'm going to encourage you to make, you know, good nutritional choices so that you feel your best. Because at the end of the day, guess what's going to fuel us? Good nutritional choices. Okay. A nice high protein diet, et cetera. Like, yeah, we get it. We get it, Des, but I don't have time. That pff, same same. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to have the intention to eat as well-rounded as I can. But if one day it looks like having half a Maddox's chicken nuggets, so fucking be it. So fucking be it. It looks like having an extra cliff bar. So fucking be it. It looks like downing rice with like a little bit of chicken. So fucking be it. It looks like a lean cuisine. So fucking be it maybe a DiGiorno pizza because it just fucking sounds good and we haven't ate all day. So fucking be it. I don't care because I've been on both sides of the extremes now and I know that it is fucking hard. And what I want to do is be someone who's going to pat you on the back and give you a nice swift pat on the ass and tell you a good job because what you did is better than doing nothing. And that's where we need to shape shift that mentality of what that actual bounce back looks like, right? The bounce back isn't always physical. The bounce back could be finally waking up in the morning again. The bounce back could be having a better night routine. The bounce back could be meal prepping for one day. And maybe it's only for lunch, but you made a goddamn meal. That's the kind of bounce back that we need to be proud of. Stop looking for the physical bounce back. What are you doing that old you wouldn't have done? What are you doing that old you would have been like, oh my God, don't do it. And now you're doing it and being like, yeah, I still feel great. Old me would have been damned to have cereal at night without tracking it, right? Now I eat cereal fucking five times a day. That's a bounce back. 
right? So instead of placing this idea of bounce back, specifically postpartum, prenatal, et cetera, instead of placing this idea that the bounce back is physical, how are we bouncing back into our self-care? How are we bouncing back into our best selves? And again, not always physical. Now, if you're someone who has made strides physically, I think you also deserve to 100% be proud of your body. I'm not going to sit here and be naive that I've worked my fucking ass off postpartum and that I've honored my body. When it needed rest, I've given it rest. And guess what it's done? It's performed better for me. That is the biggest thing I've done this time postpartum than I did before is when I needed an extra rest day, when I didn't feel like going as heavy, when I knew that I couldn't do that that day, I honored it. And therefore my body has given me more in return. Like I genuinely feel like I look my best yet because I've given the best to my body, which I didn't before. So instead of running your ass in the ground, give it what it needs and watch it work for you. Watch it work for you. It will be amazing. Four weeks for gains coming out Friday. If you're interested, hop along with me. I'm excited to work out with a long, alongside all of you who choose to join, join the Facebook group. I'm excited to share selfies, share encouragement and share our bounce back and not always the physical one. I love you guys. Happy Sunday. Hope this provided you a little bit of insight, inspiration, encouragement, bounce back, bounce back, but it doesn't have to look like a bounce back. Happy Sunday.